Welcome to Up Next. I'm Gabrielle Boucher, millennial author and entrepreneur. Each week, I bring to you next generation leaders and millennial game changers to inspire you to change your world. Let's see what's next. Hey everyone, it is Gabrielle again. Welcome to this week's show. I'm so excited that you are joining us and I'm taking a very different turn to this week. I've been reflecting the last few weeks and we've had awesome guests on. I've been so honored and so stoked to have some really incredible people on this show. But this week I was approached by someone who said, you know, Gabrielle, why don't you talk about what millennials want at work? My background, as many of you know, is really specializing in millennial engagement and retention, helping the next generation really feel like they belong and really be optimized in their workplace today. So they wanted me to talk about how do, how do leaders, whether it's in the church or leaders in the community or leaders in business, reach a generation that seems to have been uh, displaced from their place in, in the workforce. My background really came from an, a lifetime and a passion for reconciling generations. I wrote my first book about millennials when I was 17 years old, and I was really passionate about helping leaders in the church understand that my generation didn't need to have a crazy rock concert to have a better faith experience. We didn't need to have pastors and preachers with skinny jeans and crazy hair to know that they were loved by God. We wanted authenticity, and because of that, I've now taken it upon myself to spend as much time as I possibly can reaching out to those of in leadership, those of older generations, and helping them understand that we're a generation that craves authenticity and transparency. When a millennial's coming into a workforce, we're not expecting that we're going to get a trophy or we're going to get instant love or instant affection. And it's so funny because I, I speak all around the world to leaders in business and in ministry and helping them understand who we are as a generation. And inevitably, someone will come up to me and just say, you know, Gabrielle, I, I feel like everybody in your generation kind of expects to be given something. You're just this entitled generation. If I had a dollar for every time someone called us entitled, I would be crazy rich because we're a generation that has been thought of as entitled when really entitlement is based off of expectations. So if you're walking into a room and you're expecting that there's going to be air conditioning, which most of us are, especially in the summer, and there's not, ex uh, there's not air conditioning, your, your expectation level isn't, isn't met. And you're, you're thinking, what? What's, it's so hot in here, this is ridiculous. Why isn't there air conditioning? You feel entitled to air conditioning. If you go to somewhere in sub-Saharan Africa and you're walking into a room, you're not expecting to have air conditioning if that's not what is typically part of that culture. You're not feeling entitled to air conditioning, but if you walk into that room and that's what you think you're going to get and it's not there, then you come across, then you come across as entitled. This generation is coming into a workforce and we've had levels of expectation that we're going to have influence, that we're going to be a part of something bigger. And yes, we're going to have a career or at least a job that's going to make money. 
unfortunately, many of us, myself included, hey, I graduated in 2009 from college, which was not the ideal time to be looking for a job, if you know what I'm talking about. I entered into the workforce and I realized, oh my goodness, this is not what I was expecting or not what the travel brochure had in mind in the least. But I got into the workforce and I realized, hey, you know, this is what the situation's in and it's going to be different. There was this onboarding process into adulthood that took a little longer for my generation. Many of us are still in that process right now and that's okay. What I'm so excited about, what I get most passionate about is helping leaders of older generations understand that my generation, our generation, is really looking to you to come and partner with us. We don't want you to come and lead us. We want you to mentor us. We want you to coach us. We want you to come alongside us. This old school mentality of I'm in charge, so therefore you follow me is so old school. It's not funny. The millennial generation is super collaborative. We want to do everything together. For your generation, if you wanted something done right, you might have done it yourself. But for my generation, if we want something done right, we do it together. We're a generation that wants to work together to build something great, to do something incredible, to change the world. It's not so unlike many of the Xers and, and baby boomers who've gone before us who had that same sort of mentality. But what's different is my generation is expecting to make a difference at an earlier age. We're not waiting till we're in our midlife crisis to determine what really fulfills us. We're determined when we're 23, 24, 25, who am I, who am I and why am I here? That's where this power and mentorship and cross-generational collaboration comes in. I love working with companies that leadership gets it and they say, I can learn something from the next generation. Sure, I've been in business for 25 years, but that doesn't mean that I can't look and see, hey, you're 25 years old, I can learn from you too. So I challenge you in leadership, whether you are a millennial, you're a parent of a millennial, you're a managing millennial, to see who the next generation is and take time to invest in our destiny. I speak with so many young people as they're coming of age and going through college and there's those huge life questions like, why am I here and what am I supposed to be doing and is this a good career choice or should I date him or her or whatever? Millennials are looking for leadership to come alongside us and walk us through, not to wag your finger at us and say, why don't you have it all figured out yet? Because if you're honest, you didn't have it figured out yet either. And for the millennials who are listening, we need to have mentors and coaches, but that means that we need to be humble first. No one wants to help someone who thinks that they know everything. I encourage you to find someone in your life Find a few someones who will invest in you for you, who see God's calling on your life and say, I want to help you get to where you're supposed to be. It could be someone who is retired or someone who you're related to or someone who is just a few steps further along in you in, in their life journey. But to find someone who says, I have no, I have nothing else to, to invest in you other than myself and I don't expect to get anything in return. Find those mentors who are willing to do life with you, who, but not the ones who are saying, I want you to do life how I did it or how to do life my way. 
And that's really where we're seeing this new era. As I've spent time working with business owners of every generation, the companies that are doing the best are the companies that realize that each generation has something different to bring. As soon as you whitewash every generation, whether it's in the workforce or the church, you're missing out on the beautiful tapestry that God really created for who we are. We're supposed to bring that diversity of age and ethnicity and background and gender and everything. So how are you taking those moments to embrace the diversity that God originally intended for you? Millennials expect three things that are very different than other generations coming into the workforce. The first is that we expect authenticity. We don't want to be told that's how it's always been done around here. We don't want to be told because I said so. We don't want to be told that we've tried that before and it doesn't work. These old school ways of saying, hey, don't question, don't challenge, just do what we say is so in the past. This generation wants to have that authenticity and that transparency where we know why decisions are being made. Older generations, that was offensive. That was totally out of line. For why would you be questioning those in leadership? But millennials aren't questioning because we're disrespectful. We're questioning because we want to be involved. We ask why not to challenge you. We ask why because we want to come up with a solution with you. The second thing that millennials are looking for in the workforce is a point of collaboration. We have been raised to be on teams our entire lives. And so because of that, we expect to be working with one another constantly. So when we go into a workforce and we're kind of put in a corner and said, this is what you need to do and this is what it needs to be done by, we feel limited. Millennials come in and we believe that, that three minds are better than one. We want to collaborate and we want to grow. So think of how you can really tap into that collaboration factor that this generation is already bringing. The third area that millennials are really excited about is training and development inside of your organization. Whether that's coming to the church to learn more about who we are as a person or coming to a company to decide if this is the career path that we wanna go down. We are coming to our next stop in life and saying, how are you helping me be a better person? The old school way of doing business was there is an exchange. I will do this for you in exchange for money. But millennials aren't that way. We, we want to come and we want to be a part of something and we want you to be a part of us. And it's this kind of messy collaboration. That's what we want. Millennials are coming into the workforce and saying, how do you help me become a better person? Are you helping me become a better mother, become a better friend, become a better spouse? And so that's where training and development comes in. 80% of millennials say that they want to be trained for their first job at their first job. That means they're coming to business owners and saying, help me be more prepared for this job because although we have a degree, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're prepared for employment. So take the time to invest, whether that's training on time management, whether that's training on how to find a mentor, training on mentoring or managing up, how do you help your manager better lead you? But this generation wants to learn from you. And we're not just coming to work for you for exchange for for a dollar. We don't need a paycheck. We need someone who will partner with us and help us again on this life journey. You may be thinking, okay, Gabrielle, I get it. Millennials, they, they want to have a relationship. They're 
freight, they're kind of needy. I mean, I don't really know what else that, that, that we could do here. But millennials aren't a generation that is going to just come in and waste all of your time on the front end and leave. Yes, this generation does have a shorter attention span when it comes to our next point of employment, but we're moving on. The number one reason millennials quit, and this is what I found interviewing hundreds of millennials on why they choose to leave a particular job, the number one reason is the direct relationship with their supervisor, which is the same reason anybody else quits. The number two reason, which is actually quite telling, is that millennials want training and development. Just what I was saying. They're willing to quit if they're not being developed as people. For my new book, it's coming out uh, this week and it's completely for free if you guys are interested. It's millennialentrepreneurbook.com. But one of the individuals that I interviewed, Steve Salise, who's the co-founder and former CEO of Ann Pizza, which is a really cool pizza chain in DC. Gotta check it out if you live in the area. He said, I wanna develop better people rather than better employees. Because he realized that his employees will be there between two and four years. And he said, I would rather develop better people because they're not only going to be more equipped for their next job, and I'm gonna be paying it forward, but also too, I turn them into raving fans of my product. I mean, this is a guy who gets it and he's 31 years old, so he's one of us. But he also said, I'm not so, so offended that if a millennial is going to move on, because if that's where their path is going, then that's fine. And that's great. If I can help them along the path to become a better person and to be better equipped in that next season, then great. Because I would rather do that and spend my time investing than spend my time having to, to deal with a workforce that isn't inspired and isn't great. I once had a young woman, she was sitting in a in a focus group that I was running in Orange County and she raised her hand in this group. She's the only millennial. And she said, wouldn't you rather have me work for your company for two years and I work my butt off than for me to work for 10 years and barely care? And it was one of those moments where I saw that she was the only millennial in a room full of, of boomer executives and their brains started to tick, 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 tick a little bit. They were thinking about what she was saying because they couldn't, they couldn't quite grasp this idea of a workforce that was moving that rapidly. But that's why I've started to challenge those on leadership to say, maybe you will only get five years out of this next employee that you're bringing on. What are you going to do about it? Rather than just say, hey, you know, there's something totally wrong with this generation. I'm not going to employ any of them. I'm going to wait it out for the next ones. To you, I say, you really only have three options when it comes to millennials. You can either tolerate us, hold your nose and hope we go away. You can ignore us and completely push us off to the side. Or you can engage with us. And that is where I encourage you to go, is to engage with this generation that has this huge destiny in front of us. I believe personally that God puts a unique destiny on every generation, that he creates this moment in time for a generation to come into existence, to do something really great. And I believe my generation, the millennial generation, has a calling on it towards justice to inspire greatness and justice in the world. We will fight for justice, but what many on this generation lack is vision, leadership, 
and direction. And that's where this multi-generational collaboration comes in because as soon as we start to say, you're this generation and I'm that generation and we have nothing to do with one another, you've completely split God's kingdom in half because you're not willing to look at it from another perspective. So I just want to close out this week. I know it was totally different, but I just was on this roll this morning saying, hey, I want to go after those in leadership to tell them, we need you to work with us. We want you to work with us. So I hope you guys got a different perspective. Be encouraged. If you're a millennial, you've got something to give. I know you're in process and I know that it's challenging, but you've got this. If you're an Xer or someone who's a baby boomer and you're working with us, keep going at it. We need you and we love you. That's it for this week, guys. Again, if you're interested, my book is free this week. Check it out at millennialentrepreneurbook.com, millennialentrepreneurbook.com. I am so stoked. It's been a crazy journey and I cannot wait. I've got some really cool guests lined up the next couple weeks, so stay tuned.